0: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
1: Did you know this podcast is powered by Acast? Acast is the home of podcasting. For creators looking for freedom to grow their listeners and make money too. And creative brands looking for smart ways to advertise. Podcasters and advertisers in the know know ACAST. It's time you did too. Visit ACAST.com to find out more. ACAST for the stories.
2: You're listening to Fox Given, the one with Alex Fox. Welcome
3: to Fucks Given. I'm Reid.
2: And I'm Florence, and we are on a mission to revolutionise the sex space, break down barriers, and give the lowdown on all things sexy.
3: oh
4: hey hello hello welcome you glorious
2: twin shapes of wonder (laughs) i'm so looking forward to having you here
3: yeah
4: cheers my dears I've been looking forward to being smeared all over your studio <laughs> although if I sound a bit reticent it's because uh, listeners at home or wherever they may be listening don't know that we've just been talking about doing shots of bull spunk <laughs> they do so, not yeah. this was
2: literally the pre-podcast conversation a yeah, gal's got a
4: clearer throat before before <laughs> beginning
2: a podcast
4: after such a conversation yeah we'll try not to gag Alex please tell our wonderful listeners a little bit about yourself um, well, there's quite a lot to tell, I suppose. You know how uh, people on the internet think that apple cider vinegar can do everything in the world? Clean your windows, <laughs> cure your tonsillitis, disinfect your bath. I you feel can. like my job is a little bit like that. I kind <laughs> of, I've kind of, i got fingers in more pies than a clumsy baker. So, uh, well, I do deal with all things sweet and fruity, from the coochie to the booty. And uh, some things that aren't so sweet, the rather more sour, uh, bits of sex um i'm a writer a broadcaster and a sex educator wonderful so we have
2: to ask you what do you think about the stigma surrounding the number of people that you've slept with
4: <sighs> i think the concept of the body count really puts the dick in ridiculous doesn't it,
3: mm-hmm. it Really
4: does. um i think for a start when people ask about your number they often mean the number of people you've had intercourse with, yes. rather than the number of people that you have been sexual with or yeah. had any kind of intimate or erotic involvement with. People don't with.
2: usually like keep count of like all the intimate connections that they have with people, but mm. they would with intercourse.
4: Yeah, it, it's a it's another reflection mm. of that wider issue in society that we have of being so busy with focusing our concentration on penetration
3: yeah Uh,
4: and as i often say the sole goal of sex should not be putting a pole in a hole and yet this is what we fixate on so much and the idea of asking people how many people have you been penetrated by or penetrated yourself just perpetuates that
2: fuck number one
3: the first fuck
4: oh okay well i lost my virginity on the most disgusting sofa known to man <laughs> oh, God. Seriously, seriously it was fluorescent orange wow. like some kind of stupendous satsuma color with hideous really bold floral pattern on it to the point where the pattern of the sofa was so loud that you would have to wear earplugs, and looking at it was more painful than my first. <laughs> I was gonna my say my first <laughs> incidents of intercourse.
3: Yeah, it sounds like it's overshadowed your shag. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, my mum actually sold it a few months. She just happened to your sell sounds. it. Yeah, it was my mum's oh, oh <laughs> It was a, a pull-out. One of those pull-out sofa beds that she had downstairs in the lounge for when guests came over. <laughs> so yeah, so my first inst- my first experience of sex was. Pull, pull out in one way or another <laughs> actually it was very sensible we used we used a condom I was on the pill um I was good yeah was very, I knew very my stuff sensible. from a young age Very yeah. sensible. Um, but I was 16 years old on this hideous sofa and uh yeah a couple of weeks afterwards my mum just happened to sell it so I had this weird experience of watching a stranger from loot magazine <laughs> mm-hmm. try and awkwardly shove the location of my deflowering, the hideously oh flowered God. location of my deflowering into the back of a transit van. But again I would say that his pushing and shoving was all the <laughs> less elegant than the sex. My first experience of sex, I am so lucky was it went smooth as an ice cream covered in baby oil. it was joyful, Amazing. it was positive. I was deeply in love with the first Aww. person that I, I had sex with. I can't nice. even say fucked. I mean it, for the Love. first adult experience the sensual adult adult experience that I had, uh, we weren't really adults. We were so we were so young. We were both sixteen. Children. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know like using that term, but yeah. <laughs> but um it was two two almost adults trying to do a sort of adult thing and yeah. it was as I'm sure you get from the way I'm speaking here, it was gorgeously innocent so innocent yeah. yeah it was it sweet was sweet will, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was sweeter than a paddling pool full of liquid sucrose it was just <clears throat> gorgeous um and i went on top and i, I really yeah and on your first time i've only so since that, that that's ongoing. quite unusual yeah. yeah you did as well <laughs> did
3: you yeah but it was more like i've watched a lot of porn and i want to try out all the moves all at once <gasps> Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'll Ooh. go on top. I'm cool. I'm hip. Yeah. And then I was like, this is shit. My second <laughs> time was in the shower. And uh, Ooh, that's, that's yeah, your pride that in place. With, yeah. <laughs> which is kind
2: of crazy for a second time.
4: My second time, apologies to my brother, was on the (laughs) back seat of my bro's Peugeot 106, which also got sold a few weeks afterwards. Oh my God. So public sex, sofa sex, what is this? Actually, you say public. It wasn't public. It It was, I lived right in the middle of nowhere in the sticks. um, And my part my my boyfriend and i obviously both lived with our parents at age 16 mm. um and so we had sex wherever we could get away to and get away <laughs> with it uh, and it was frequently in cars i actually really oh. miss car sex i've never had car sex oh my god i'm missing out i don't think i've had car sex i've, I've had
3: car like oral
4: and oh blow we jobs were and permanently things, but, yeah. just revving the up the car, ragging it away and then shagging in, in the oh, deepest, darkest so corners good. of Cheshire. Yeah. It's actually
3: really uncomfortable. I imagine awkward. You've got like weird and <laughs> I was gonna say joysticks. That's not how you ride a car. Yeah. How, <laughs> how do you have good car sex?
4: uh well you i'm not sure quite how <laughs> romantic and or comfortable it was but i was so excited to just be having sex with this yeah. guy i was deeply in love with that. and it didn't matter yeah and it was always exciting um but just Crank the seat right down. It, <laughs> yes. it had a little sunroof, so you know we could see the stars. Oh, oh my Beautiful. god! Occasionally, if we were feeling particularly <laughs> yeah. daring, then we'd go on the bonnet. Don't do that if you've been driving for a while, because it gets extremely fucking hot, and you will burn your arse oh, cheeks. Oh, Did that happen yeah. to you? And you will shriek so loudly that you will scare the sheep in the uh, farmer's field next to you, <laughs> which will then cause you to drop your knickers on the floor. You will then tread backwards into a cow shit. Oh, no, uh, yeah, no. That, was not, that was definitely not one of my hotter. No. exploits
2: fuck two the best fuck
4: i find this question really difficult to answer um i would definitely say that my current partner is the person who i feel i have the most fulfilling and full sexual experiences with yeah but that but I think that's partly because we we communicate with each other, and we're both uh, really respectful of each other's boundaries, but equal, equally enthusiastic to be open-minded. Um, and we, I would say, we're just very much aligned in our tastes. Um, wow, for something very lustful, I'm making it sound quite clinical here, aren't I? <laughs> um, but I'm the reason I sound hesitant is because I'm really aware that we have the benefit of um many years of evolving and of learning about ourselves mm. um and i don't know whether i it's really hard to pinpoint one best fuck isn't it because it is. there are all it sorts really of is. moments in my sexual life that i remember as uh, poignant and pertinent and that i often think of in uh you know in juicy terms that maybe weren't the best fuck, but they are some of the best memories because of what they meant to me Mm. at that particular moment. Mm -hmm. Like I remember I had had an encounter with an ex-boyfriend that was in, he was a, uh, he worked as a lifeguard. And so we, yeah, we got it on Uh, in the changing rooms of a pool oh wow and whenever I smell chlorine and you know you hear the (laughs) like those you know those very set acoustics of a changing room and you can Mm, hear the pool outside it makes me remember of being like, like goosebump skin from the the combined powers of being incredibly turned on and quite chilly because I just got (laughs) out of the pool uh, and trying to be quiet so that nobody around us knew and wondering whether anybody could see the fact that there were clearly two pairs of feet in that cubicle um so it, <laughs> that was a really well, then hot people hot moment around outside yeah and that was oh, part wow. of what made it so illicit yeah. and explicit and yeah. thus exciting was that we had to keep it on the hush hush nice. um other other best fucks some, some of them are with myself I remember getting I, I went traveling as a, a lot of people do in the <laughs> early 20s I, and there was nothing original about it but it's um it's something that a lot of privileged folks do do after university yeah. uh, for good reason because it's <laughs> it's, it's had a wild old time yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but I went to Thailand Thailand is a wonderful place however it is also a massive cliche and I found myself because didn't we fucking <laughs> all <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I also found myself getting very wound up by the fact that I uh, there was a lot of sexual tension between me and another guy that, I, that was in my group Ooh. of travelers um it never really came to a head not on that particular trip anyway it did later in my life. Oh, travel sex um, is the best. Well, it didn't happen on that trip. Oh, but no. I did have a wonderful masturbatory moment in a very cold shower on a very hot beach. Oh. Um, in fact, I think a lot of my best fuck memories have either involved extremes of temperature or water for some Ooh, reason yeah interesting that is so interesting maybe into a
3: hot hot and cold
4: play yeah yeah oh, i'm definitely not turned on by cold play <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> although i bet there's some piss play specialists out there who are thinking yeah well you know i get off to yellow yes. <laughs> good fuck
3: three the worst fuck
4: Uh, I really debated whether to go funny or serious here Uh, because I definitely like a lot of people I definitely had those fucks that fucked up and been really comical and as you know on Unexpected Fluids we talk about um, people doing everything from getting their todgers stuck in a very heavy oak cheese board (laughs) for seven hours Yeah, yeah or um knocking themselves out we had somebody who used a butt plug and accidentally uh fart forced it out with the uh, with such vigor uh, that it flew across the room and hit their cat oh. and their cat yeah. no. <laughs> and i've definitely had my funny moments uh there was a while ago uh with a partner where we'd been doing some um s&m inspired stuff i was wearing a blindfold i was on Ooh. all fours on a leash Um and uh there'd been some spanking going on and he very thoughtfully um decided that he was going to put something cold on my buttocks. Um (laughs) with presumably with the idea that it would both it help to deflate any any swelling there and and cool me down after a good old spanking, but also, you know, that temperature play and the shock when you're blindfolded is is exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh Um however, the first thing that he could grab that was cold uh what happened to be a bag of frozen peas which exploded <laughs> upon contact with my butt cheeks <laughs> flew all over the room we were in which i didn't even know where we were until i pulled off the blindfold and was greeted this with the sight of my kitchen absolutely covered in bird's eye's best and he was quite a hirsute oh, no. guy and the peas were so cold that they'd stuck all in his chest hair in his pubes <laughs> on his face he was he was, oh, looked like so a kind of budget mr blobby just covered in spots and we had to get him in the shower and then I had to get all the peas out the bath of the sieve and it was not sexy did that um, completely ruin the moment actually we laughed about it that so, so it, I good. wouldn't count it as that's it's far from one of my first yeah. one of my worst sexual moments yeah, rather. It's actually, yeah. I actually kind of count it as one of the best because we had to break it down and giggle about it and I think that's yeah. a really important part so of important. sex um I've also had uh the disaster scenario which I am sure I'm not alone in this where You know, when you're trying to seduce somebody, it's maybe the first time that you've gotten nude skin on skin with them. Uh um, I was, well, we weren't quite at the nude stage. We were at the point where we were both in underwear. Yeah. And I was making so much eye contact that I was like, Medusa trying to turn him to stone, (laughs) at least downstairs. (laughs) Like, you know, giving it all that seductive... um, telling him you know what i was gonna do to him yeah, yeah, yeah. slowly started w- making my way down his body i was on the yellow dick road you know the like little hairy pathway towards <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. groin and then as i got closer and closer i realized it was quite a pungent smell of pee on the in, in the groinal area oh. and i was completely forgiving of this because it we'd been on a very boozy date yeah I, I, we'd been very enthusiastic about each other's company i imagine that you know he'd you know when you dash off to the toilet during a date and you try and pee and wash your hands as fast as you possibly can. You're out yeah. there like a shot because you just want to continue the conversation. And I thought, you know, poor dude, he probably just didn't shake it before he put it away oh enough no. times or something. So no judgment here. I don't think this person had poor hygiene. <laughs> yeah, just I think just maybe he'd been on the booze and there are a few droplets left, and it was it, yeah. But the it, it was it was a sitch that meant that um, it it put out the fires in my loins straight away so to like get fully
2: turned on again when you smell something like that or you see like just like a little bit of fluff down there and you're just like
3: okay, tissue is oh yeah. the worst like, oh god open your on. legs <laughs> and there's like, yeah. tissue and you're like yeah. oh fuck yeah. sorry that's All happened to time. me so many times like dry vagina tissue paper just loves sticking to it anyway
2: what, once i see one of those things i can't then just go down on it because i'm just like I, in my mind i'm just like okay this is in my mouth now and then like i'm trying to get
4: rid of the smell no like there's fluff everywhere i'm afraid no. that after my seductive like snake down the body yeah. i was quickly climbing the ladder back At <laughs> <over> that <laughs> point <laughs> poor dude he must have wondered what on earth had gone wrong because yeah. my did my... you actually climb
2: back up the ladder
4: yeah i just thought <laughs> i'm gonna return to kissing him because yeah I, I i don't i don't think there's I must be clear, this wasn't somebody who hadn't taken care of their personal hygiene. It happens sometimes. Um, If it's a hot, sweaty day, if
2: there's toilet trips happening plenty after drinking. I mean, it happens to me like even now and I'm just like, okay, it smells a bit down there. Just gonna stay up
4: there. Oh my God. I had morning sex a while ago after having some really, we're talking about the tsunami of wet dreams. And I was definitely... More than fragrant, shall yeah, I say. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of turned me on. I was like, oh, I'm so animalistic and <laughs> filthy. But I was also thinking, Jesus, this is like a miasma, Christ. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't like some kind of, I'm surprised you couldn't see the cloud. Do you, have oh, you, do you remember watching Bedknobs and Broomsticks when you yes. were a kid? And she has, she, the, the witch rides on that like motorcycle that kicks out clouds of sulfurous yellow smoke. I, oh, <laughs> I kind God. of imagined that my sex, Just over the legs, yeah. But I do think we need to be more upfront and unabashed about our bodies and less shamed about that. It's great to, uh, to to you know, wash yourself and be hygienic and, and groom I, I actually really love the ritual of grooming myself when I know that I've got a date. It yeah. It brings me pleasure to yeah. to do the shaving and the anointing and the mm-hmm. you know, the preparation. For me it's part mm. of Because it makes you feel desirable and like you, soft and smooth. Yeah, and it's for sense. me it's like it's like it's part of the lead up. It's, yeah I'm thinking while I'm in the shower about what's gonna happen. Yeah. So I'm I'm not saying, oh we should all be minging all the time but the truth is that sometimes human being bodies are naturally minging. Yeah. And I don't think mm-hmm. that we should I think if we, if you're gonna if you're gonna slide and ride each other, then sometimes yeah, you've you got to accept that. Yeah, time. you just gotta got, to,
3: got to suck a dirty dick or little little
4: <laughs> <a> smelly funny. <laughs> I've done that so many
3: times where you're just like you're in the moment, it's just like the last thing you wanna do is like, sorry, could you wash yourself?
4: But well you can stick someone can in the shower and make it, it sexy yeah. yeah or you yeah. can you know you, nobody's obliged to do something they don't want to but yeah. you can switch up yeah. your play i think it's just uh, there's a lot of squeamishness about mm-hmm. natural bodily fluids once, and bodily goings yeah. on
2: once i was on my period um and this guy that i was seeing he was just like okay just like hop in the shower like wash yourself out get back into bed and he's like i'm gonna eat you out i was like what on my period and then he like, I I did it and he did. And I was just like, so shocked because obviously no one, I'd never thought anyone would ever want to go down on me whilst I was on my period. Did you feel comfortable with that? I'm not saying you shouldn't. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, I was slightly hesitant at first, but
4: then it was bloody amazing. <laughs> there <laughs> yeah. are some people who really get off on that, aren't they? Yeah. Called bloodhounds. Yeah. Really? They yeah, they really seek mm-hmm. it out. Ooh. It's interesting. I think for some, it's just, uh, they like they like that kind of, rawness and realness of it yeah i guess i imagine that there's some people who get off on it because it's taboo or they see it as the ultimate intimate act Mm. Um, however i have also read about some guys who see it as um kind of a badge of honor to their masculinity to have dared to go there and that makes me feel maybe a little bit uh I'm, i'm not not keen on that um but funny stuff aside um i think it's probably important for me to talk about one of the more one sadly one of several more Mm. serious worst situations that I found myself in sexually yeah um I have spoken about this once before but I feel like it's important for me to reach as many people as I can of course um so I've worked as a journalist for nearly a decade and a half now and I've Mm. met all sorts of interesting people during that time um and uh a good a good few years ago i was assigned to interview somebody a young guy who had become uh famous quite quickly and righteously so for um for for being great at his job which was um Mm. he was involved in acting Mm. i'm I'm, I'm picking my words here for reasons that will become clear um, he was actually a bit of an asshole during the interview and made my job really, really hard. I couldn't file the piece in the end. So you won't be able to find out who he is by <laughs> Googling all of the many things I've written. Um, and I, I left feeling a bit despondent and also a bit nervous about how I was going to tell my editor that things had not gone smoothly. Yeah. Um, later that evening, he contacted me via social media to apologize um, and say that he'd had a really tough day and he was just... Frazzled and not at his best. Yeah. Um. I couldn't work out whether he was doing this because he genuinely felt bad that he'd um not he'd not made my life easy, or whether he was just trying to do some damage repair and he thought he'd fucked up with the journalist. But either way, I thought it was nice that he reached out when he didn't have to. Uh, We ended up chatting and he invited me out for a drink, and I wasn't sure whether it was a date or again him trying to make reparations with somebody in the media, or whether he was just trying to be friendly. But I was single at the time. I was quite starstruck. He was a very good looking guy. Um, the evening progressed. We actually, I was surprised that he wasn't a really big drinker. We didn't drink a lot. Yeah. Um. Sad that I mentioned that, isn't it? But isn't it programmed into us as women yeah. that we have to defend ourselves when alcohol might be involved in an evening if the evening doesn't go as planned. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh when he suggested that we go back to his place for coffee, for co- for coffee, <laughs> uh I thought why the hell not? Um I'm really getting on with him. Uh this is this is an adventure. Yeah. Brilliant. Um and I was enjoying the I was enjoying the the experience until um I looked up to realise that he was filming me without my permission. Weird,
3: right. and
4: had never mentioned that there was a camera on me. I didn't know how long that he had been filming me. Was I, he just doing this with
3: his phone, or yeah, like it was, was a doing, secret camera?
4: No, he was he was filming with his phone. Weird. Um, whilst you were doing stuff together, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're already
3: sexually involved at the moment? Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought yeah. this was like mid-conversation. No, like, hey, this was this
4: was mid-sexual encounter. I, I was nude. Uh, like I say, I don't know how long he'd been filming, so I'm not sure what was caught on camera. Mm. Um, my immediate reaction was to go, "Whoa, what are you doing?" Yeah, and I, you know that vile surge of fear when Mm -hmm. you feel threatened and i immediately thought oh fuck um i don't know what he's got on there i feel scared uh is he broadcasting this yeah it
3: could be live is
4: he streaming Mm. this what what is going on and he tried to reassure me by saying oh you just look really hot and i want to watch this myself tomorrow i'll get off on it and that's not okay though without your permission definitely not without your it's permission. it's definitely not okay and you know what now i would absolutely say give me that phone right now i'm wiping that this is not okay yeah um however the reason i think it's important for me to share this is it's my job professionally to talk about sex okay i'm not a somebody who's particularly shy or res- restrained or oppressed mm. um I was definitely younger then, and I was I was less empowered as a person. Um, my I, my foot didn't found I found it harder to put my foot down with mm-hmm. people, but I still I wasn't a shy wallflower. And yet, I found myself in that moment thinking, "Oh well, I better keep him happy, or otherwise I don't know what he's going to do with this material."
3: God damn.
4: And so, I almost played up to it I think it was still very obvious to him that I felt uncomfortable yeah but I decided to sort of like think oh well oh okay um and again my instinct sadly as a woman was to think how can I make this right Uh, Maybe if I can just please him enough, then this will be fine. He'll want to go on a date with me again, and I'll be safe because we'll know each other better, and I'll be able to maintain a relationship. And then we'll be able to talk about this, and it'll be fine, and we'll laugh about it. And it's hard to be defensive
2: with someone that you don't know as well. No, I felt really, really scared.
4: Yeah, Yeah. and my reaction to that fear wasn't to defend myself and tell him that he was a piece of shit my reaction to that fear was to do the first thing that occurred to me instinctively sadly in the moment which was to go along with whatever he wanted because i was frightened fuck number four the last
3: fuck
4: I'm really glad that I get to, like, return to the fun stuff. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Having brought us down to the, the dreary depths of when sex can be awful. Um, my last book, I am very glad to say, was superb. Mm. Um, it was not... Uh, an all-guns-blazing BDSM X-rated uh, <laughs> extravaganza. Um, it was actually uh, less less BDSM, more post-barbecue. <laughs> we were both, uh, my partner and I were both really full after uh, spending a lovely afternoon with friends. Um, I was really sleepy because I'd been to a birthday party the <laughs> night before and ended up kipping on my mate's couch in old, Brighton. Old. Um, and what was lovely about it... Was that even though we were both quite really far too knackered to do anything with our knackers, yeah, um, or, or and our undercrackers, <laughs> um, we still managed to have a really hot session with really low effort, oh. and I am all about that. That is so <laughs> yeah. good.
2: We are all about the lazy set. Lazy yeah. Show, well, it, well yeah. it was.
4: It was maybe physically didn't involve a huge amount of movement mm, but, but the if, i was thinking about this what what were the t- what were the like concentrated aspects that made this fuck really great and i think one of the things is my partner is really good with his hands and i don't Ooh. just mean putting his hands on my glands but he's really <laughs> good at holding my face in a way he's i've got quite a small peanut head and he's got quite <laughs> big hands Um, But he holds my face in such a way that the tiniest movement can take that gesture from really tender and comforting and romantic and loving to very commanding and demanding and powerful. Wow. So it's it's the most minimal movement and change of intent can change the whole tone of the play. Yeah. Um, And he's also really good that if, you know... in again, in a, I must outline in a very consensual way. If I'm tired, he's very good at turning that still into a kind of role play thing of, oh well, I don't want you to move a muscle, and to and Ooh. I basically get wow. to be really subby and <laughs> and involve you know and enjoy that hotness but also essentially get to be a lazy ass and yeah. move as
3: well. So, so, Sounds like perfection. Yeah, but yeah. a like, He's, just, he's in.
4: very good at, at recognising what I need in that particular moment and what my mood is, but also managed to yeah. frame that in a way that maximises the hot. And Love this is that. one of, I mean, he's a very skilled man. Yeah, He's a very skilled
2: man. It's so hard to have sex when you're so tired as well. Like you're both lying in bed and you're like, oh, this is just that extra little bit of effort that i don't know if i can push myself over but when you do it's always so worth it isn't it
4: well this is another time when maybe uh penetration is not the one do something that's less vigorous and energetic have you ever tried micro massage
3: no okay anything. it's when
4: you lay next to your partner or yeah. or how you know whatever formation you happen to flop down in yeah and you're only allowed to touch them with the tiniest tip of your finger in like little tiny taps little miniature circles Ooh. uh you can maybe breathe on them but the small you have one unheard message <phone rings>
0: I could really use current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
4: smallest movements. Not only does it help to like really focus the sensation, it feels incredibly intimate and, and it actually really ironically awakens you because Whoa. you're focusing on it but it's also minimum again minimum effort yeah <laughs> i'm topic. all about these techniques that are <laughs> not doing a lot for a big return on investment <laughs> yeah. yeah
3: fuck number
2: 5 the fuck that made me
1: did you know this podcast is powered by acast ACAST is the home of podcasting. For creators looking for freedom to grow their listeners and make money too. And creative brands looking for smart ways to advertise. Podcasters and advertisers in the know know ACAST. It's time you did too. Visit acast.com to find out more. ACAST for the stories.
4: Now, I don't like the idea of one fuck changing my <laughs> whole game. Um, not least because I think that as I evolve as a person, my sexual experiences will evolve. In fact, I'm as I mentioned earlier, I'm 36 now. It has been a freaking revelation to me. I can have new types of orgasm that oh, I yeah. hadn't experienced before and th- this was like really quite recently and, mm. and it continues to be the case that I'm finding new, new forms of pleasure and and new new things that light me up yeah. um it really bothers me that there's this um common wisdom that people have a sexual peak in their lives oh yeah yeah it's supposed yeah. to be 36
3: for women right that's it, it, your sexual peak. It's it, definite in stone. It's, it's like,
4: absolute. <laughs> I mean, it's based on Kinsey research, which, when, when you look back at it, as although Kinsey uh, did a lot of incredible work, it's inherently really flawed in how mm. it measures good sex Uh, for a start i think part of that research was based on how many ejaculations that men were having and placed (laughs) their peak at their early teens a lot of those ejaculations will have been into a kleenex and i I doubt that anyone says (laughs) that that is that was the peak peak of their lives yeah not that there's anything wrong with masturbation but still no um yeah i i i hope that my erotic experiences are going to continue to change the game for me over yes. and over again. I want to still be playing the game for my whole life. It's yes. not game over for me. This yeah. is the answer we've been waiting for, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I ha- well, I hope that in my work as well, by talking about what I do, that I help change the game for other people. Yeah, um, certainly. I actually had a really moving experience recently where um somebody who had given an incredible interview about her uh, again i'm afraid a, a traumatic experience that they had been through uh got in touch with me to say that they'd seen me years ago at a festival on the south bank center in london called women of the world mm-hmm. and i was there with a brilliant uh project called the my body back project that um that actually uh, addresses the idea that people who've been through sexual trauma can reclaim their own pleasure. Um, just as I was cool. speaking about earlier, it's, yeah. it's they run things like um, uh, an organisation called Cafe V that gets women together to talk about things they've been through, but not just talking about how awful it was, but uh, talk about their futures, about how great sex might be, about, again, about how they can reclaim their own bodies and their own pleasure. mm mm-hmm. And part of this talk involved writing a postcode on your hand of where uh, rape or assault or uh, sexual trauma had happened to you. And I wrote my home postcode because the most sexually traumatic part of my life was related to my home. Mm. And unbeknownst to me, somebody in the crowd saw that and it stayed with them for years and they Uh, went on to produce an award-winning piece of work about their own sexual trauma that's incredible because i had been able to to talk about it it? that day and i had no clue actually until really recently wow um so i hope that The game changing Mm. I'm doing is proving that talking about things has positive impacts. That means talking about the funny fuckery that is involved in fucks, talking about the tough stuff and talking about how all of that, all of the hot things we do with our holes Mm. are involved with us as whole people. Fucking hell.
2: So our sex story is not wild or anything a dude and i tried to have sex in his car parked in the country by some fields we know about this today i
4: swear i didn't send this in
2: (laughs) his car was too small the stick shift poked (laughs) me a lot haha so we got out of the car and walked into an empty field and he took off his shirt and laid it on the grass we had sex in the field at sunset and it was really magical until we were done and looked up and there were several sheep staring at us one pooped and we had to roll away so fast not to get pooped on by the sheep
4: this is so similar to my experiences
2: of my youth when we when we got up the sky was pink and it was actually really lovely the sheep said bah and we walked back to the car.
4: <laughs> I was waiting for someone to actually send me a photo oh. of
2: the actual thing afterwards.
4: Am I allowed to close a closer look? Yeah.
2: It's just, it's it's the, just photo. the guy there with the lovely like, pink sky and a car parked in a field.
4: This, sto- this, this picture actually looks like the beginning of a glorious erotic story. Yeah. <laughs> so it really does. A hunky looking like, topless gent in a, in a pair of classic <laughs> blue jeans.
2: Yeah. I actually love stories like this because I love erotic novels. Oh yeah, I forgot you hadn't saw it. Yeah, um,
4: really? oh, sorry.
2: Yeah, I love erotic novels. So like things like this just make me go,
4: oh, I love
2: this. It sounds so good. And you can just imagine it becoming this like saucy, passionate story.
3: Alex, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for coming and joining us.
4: It has been glorious to chat with you, although now I'm exiting stage left Uh, With a vision of Stephen King's It in some kind of erotic. I've (laughs) I've already
3: been there. Already searched it. Already looked that shit up. Yeah. Oh, that's. I like all my horror fan fiction sex. I mean, Freddy Krueger. Give me him any day. I'm all over that shit.
4: Well, it's nice to know you (laughs) want to be pounded by Pennywise, sweet. Mate, I've had
3: a a clown fetish since I was 13. I'm all over that. Oh my god. He's so hot as well. Oh, Scar's god. Mm. So,
4: Alex, where can our listeners find you? Slapped all over the internet, at regular intervals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can listen to me on bbc radio one's podcast unexpected fluids yeah uh, you can also episode. find me at the modern man with two n's um two for the price of one.co.uk where for the last four years i have been answering people's sexual queries yeah um you can find me at alex fox a-l-i-x with one eye like cyclops uh, on instagram mm-hmm. and on twitter uh, and yeah please do reach out tell me about what's happening in your world and in your down belows and up aboves and um let's talk more about sex amazing yes, let's all do
3: it <laughs> thank you so much for listening to our podcast today guys it's been yes. lovely so please leave us a rating and a review and all the rest of the shebang blah yes, blah blah, blah, blah. <laughs> anyway we will
2: i was like well we will see you next week we won't you will hear us next week <laughs>
3: We're going to see each other tomorrow, mate. We've got yeah. another podcast recording. Way! Yeah. Loads
2: of juicy stuff.
3: <laughs> anyway, bye. bye. Goodbye. Tatty bye, bye and titty bye. bye.
1: <laughs> Did you know this podcast is powered by ACAST? ACAST is the home of podcasting for creators looking for freedom to grow their listeners and make money too. And creative brands looking for smart ways to advertise. Podcasters and advertisers in the know know Acast. It's time you did too. Visit acast.com to find out more. Acast. For the stories.